0: This podcast is sponsored by Terraform Development is a rising engineering design and project management company located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Co-owners Eddie Kalnemtua and Stanford Lake started the company to bring economic-related projects to rural communities like the villages of the Hopi tribe. Some of the important work done by Terraform with the Hopi tribe are... Dawa Ovi Master Plan, KUII Radio Station Site Plan, Hopi Tribal Housing Authority Residential Homes, and numerous other nonprofit types projects on the Hopi Tribe. Terraform can be reached at 928 864 5022 or visit their website at www.terraform.com. That's T E R R A, the number 4 O R M.com. Also sponsored by 4X Studio is a Phoenix-based design and print communications company that specializes in brand messaging, marketing communications, and creative services for small businesses, nonprofits, tribal gaming, American Indian, and corporate clients nationwide. Their professional services include integrated brand systems, strategic design, identity illustration, print, ad campaign assist management, Packaging and event design. 4X Studio is an American Indian-owned and operated by Sean Quaney. For more information, visit 4XStudio.com. That's the number 4XStudio.com.
1: You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me, my co-host, if he's not telling you good morning, his other favorite word is here,
0: Carl. (laughs) Carl. Good morning, everybody here (laughs) on Hopi land in the beautiful downtown Kikotsmovi, Arizona. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man, and welcome to the show.
1: We're here in our beautiful home at the Peace Academy Studios. And now we're uh, full-blown
0: holiday season mode. Yeah, holiday season mode. I mean, I bought a tree this past weekend. And And I bet it's still sitting in its box. uh, No, actually, it's a live tree. We haven't had a live tree since 1997. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's still sitting outside. So it's still sitting outside. (laughs) And so,
1: you know, I, I, I actually am one. I did mention it in the last episode that I really am into the holiday season. It's just that in October and November, I am real uh, like a Grinch, like that kind of the, the Scrooge character. So yeah, yeah. a lot of folks be setting up their
0: holiday stuff in October and November. But now we got everything up in our household. Yeah, I know. I, I, I bought Soul, you know, the centerpiece, you know, the little centerpiece with the the garland, the little frilly thingies. I don't know what that's called. It was, it was on sale at Big Lots. Okay? It goes on the table? Yeah, it goes on a table. And I oh, said, Soul might like this here. You know, that's her early Christmas <laughs> present. You don't get anything else, Soul. Okay? It's already put together. It's already put together. no assembly required. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, the holidays actually bring us together, and we're no different. Hopies are no different from that.
1: Although there are some Hopis that I know that don't celebrate Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's actually true.
1: So, for the most part, we're, we're all festive in the holiday yeah. season. But there's another time,
0: another thing that's going on with our calendar right now, and that's uh, Gamlia. Gamlia is here. So, it's the like, uh, the the setting, sit-still kind of moon, so. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of uh, Hopi men are about to be looking like uh, Bruce Lee pretty soon. Yeah. Because, you know, in the Bahana world, you got no shave November. And in our Hopi world in December, it's uh, no, no shave December. No haircut December, so. No, no haircut
0: December. Everybody's claws are going to be pretty long, <laughs> fingernails and toes. Yeah. Pretty much, so. And and you know it's it's a respectful moon and we what we do is that we, we make sure that we respect the the month of uh, December here and once that's all done then we go out and party like it's 1999. It's a respectful moon yet you got folks arguing on Facebook whether it's Galmaia or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. So. <laughs> And so, but today's today's episode is going to be a continuation of uh, last week's episode. Yes, and last yes. week's episode is doing really well. We got a huge response. A lot of folks really into the the res relationships, the res love stuff. And then so we're going to come back. And today we have a special guest. We do have a special guest, and she's right here in the studio. So and so once once we bring her in, she'll introduce herself and give the the female perspective side on, on this uh, relationship business.
0: Yeah, because. Uh, the last well, last week we just barely kind of touched the surface on hope he loves so we barely got to the
1: tip of the iceberg yeah Carl shared with us that he still holds on to his love notes that he received <laughs> when he was in junior high school trying to blame so that she's keeping it for him but you know whatever it is that uh, helps you to make you feel better about yourself Carl you're my guy supports you alright thank you thank you for that But so. unfortunately I have failed my buddy because uh, you know I said that I was going to try to get him on some dates between last episode <laughs> and this and you know I failed I failed I'm sorry Carl
0: well that's not your problem Uh <laughs> It's it's the girls' problem. They don't they don't like uh, they don't like men with fields anymore. So <laughs> they don't like men with uh, bows that
1: are collecting dust on your wall. Huh? They, they want men that actually use. They don't, they don't, use those they don't bows. like
0: they don't like men who who actually hunt anymore. So uh, they like the men uh, that will drink with them and smoke with them. So uh, you know, girls like that. I don't do that. So. <laughs> It's it's so I guess to get the
1: conversation started, you know, because we really only did touch the tip of the iceberg. I think that one of the things that I did want to cover, and you know, this 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 topic is in large part thanks to our listeners. Yeah, because we did release that social media post about you know kind of. Um, uh, Showing showing that the episode was out and then there were a lot of people commenting because I did post a question on Facebook. I posed a question, um, what makes it difficult dating on the reservation? And so a lot of the listeners responded and they uh, kind of had some interesting thoughts. One of the interesting responses was that everyone already has been with each other. <laughs> So if you're living on the reservation, if you've experienced this reservation lifestyle and, you know, you're single and you're out there trying to find a a mate, that oftentimes that that is the reality. That, you know, if there's somebody that you like, it's like, ah, crap,
0: she dated my cousin. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. She dated Carl. I'm
1: not going to (laughs) touch
0: that one. It's actually true because everybody's been around three times or not. So... (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, last episode,
1: you kind of blasted your sisters oh, for yeah. uh, taking the laps, but you didn't reality. You know, that's kind of
0: the uh, reality for all of us. Yeah, that is reality for us. So my my Coyote sisters, you know, uh, if you're on husband number four or five, I really like number two. Number two was the best. So, I, I you know, bring that guy back. I know you're going to go around around again. So I'm just waiting for that number two to come up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And, you know, it's kind of interesting, though, because then, you know, as as uh, as young people, as uh, well, at least as children, when you think about your teenage years or you even think about, you know, your your, the years in your 20s that, you know, that's kind of the time to where you're going to be wild and kind of just yeah date around and, you know, jump from relationship to relationship. But for us reservation folk, that does that stuff doesn't end in your teenage years or in your 20s. No. For a lot of people, it continues. Yep. It continues. Continues for folks that are well into their adult years. And it's interesting because then I think that what what makes life interesting here on the reservation, the fact that our culture, like you said at the beginning of the episode that, you know, a lot of our ceremonies, they bring people together. Yeah, they bring people and then, you know, they kind of conversate. But kind of one of the interesting dynamics about our culture and being together as a community and then you throw in this um, variable of relationships is that oftentimes you worry that you know if i go to this baby naming or if i go to this butchering if i go to this dance in this certain village off i'm probably going to run into one of my exes while i'm there yeah and especially if you're there with your current partner and it's like, oh man, I got to show up there. I'm with this new person, and then you know the person that I was dating previously is going to be there as well.
0: Hopis live in a small world, so uh, we 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 live we actually live in a fishbowl where we eat each other's words.
1: I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say we live in this fishbowl where we eat each other's quitas. <laughs>
0: I was, being, I was being subtle there. I know we have children listening to this thing. so
1: Well, you know, you'd like to think that, you know, Hopis are big in recycling. So, you know, recycling those relationships <laughs> yeah. is probably uh, something that we're really into. But I think that, you know, I, I guess it's one thing to worry about running into an ex at uh, a ceremonial affair or at a dance but the fact that
0: the people that are around they give commentary. You know, I've I've always wanted. I, I was always wondered: is that do Hopi girls go through like a breakup cycle, like you know where they would cut their bangs or they, you dye know, their you hair. dye their hair and stuff like that and Ch- change their yeah logo. like. <laughs> Or like change their look or like how Stella got her groove back kind of deal. You know, I've always wondered about that. Well, we'll save that question and we'll find out yeah. in a few yeah, minutes. Well, I, want to, I want to actually know about that because uh, <laughs> for a fact, I know that, you know, girls that break up are on to the next guy. So they don't really have that, you know, that breakup cycle kind of well, thing. Well, that probably is the breakup cycle. Maybe. Maybe the <laughs> rebound kind of thing.
1: So after uh, you know some of the girls that whose hearts I've broken, and if they jump to you, Carl, that that that's really the situation. <laughs> so I'm the rebound guy. Yeah, exactly, man. And so, but one of the things that I did want to want to comment on was that you know for the fact that you know we do end up. Being in several relationships with several different people within our own communities, it's like it's not a private affair. You would think that something like that is private, but yet for some reason, everybody in the village knows about these relationships. And so, when you show up at a wedding or something, and you're there with your current partner, yeah, and an ex partner is there, the soos are there providing commentary, <laughs> that you know, oh, that guy used to be with this person, yeah, but now he's with this person, yeah. And so that's kind of what really makes it uncomfortable, is that the fact that the community has something to say
0: about the relationship you're in or the relationships that you were in. And now with uh, social media involved, now the entire world knows who you've been with. And so everybody out there who's in another different village, not even associated with you, but associated with maybe a friend of the, the guy that you're with or the girl that you're with, now has a good story to tell you know all his friends or her friends so your name gets brought up your name, at name yeah, time. your name gets brought up at story time
1: when the old ladies are cleaning corn <laughs> or making beaky
0: <laughs> did you hear that's that's pretty much how it <laughs> goes so
1: and and so i guess you know going back to the comments uh from from the social media posts that i made another comment that kind of stood out to me was uh just having lunch with somebody of the opposite sex and bam, the talk is is that you're already dating. Yeah, pretty much everybody. Everybody knows that you're going out now. So, and so you know, it, it kind of makes it difficult that you know if you're an older person and you have friends, you know, sometimes you do have friends with folks from the opposite sex that you know, let's go out for lunch. Let's let's go eat at uh, the cultural center or yeah. a Spider Grill. Let's go grab a bite over at the K Town store. And as soon as you know the folks see you walking in with this other person and and then it's like all eyes start turning, and then the fingers start working on the, text, <laughs> on, the on the phones. So and so's here with this person, yeah. But yet they're married, yeah. And, and then
0: you know it starts to spread like wildflower, yeah. Wildfire, yeah. Pretty much. So, and that and that actually is a reality here, living on a reservation, and that is what we have to deal with. On a daily basis, especially when you're going out with somebody or when you have somebody or when When, you're involved in a current relationship. Yeah, when you have a current relationship. It's like, yeah, you just can't have friends that are of the opposite sex. And so you do get a little
1: nervous, you know, myself being married and then, you know, the the Rez Famous Wife being the Rez Famous Wife. And so you really do have to watch out who you're hanging out with. Oh, yeah. And so if you find yourself in a position to where you are going to be with a female friend, it's like you have to ensure, okay, I got to bring somebody else just to make sure that, <laughs> you know, things look I gotta, legit. I got to I gotta make it look balanced or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of fucked up because then it's like that. Like, you know, it already is legit that, you know, you're in public. You know that you're in public. You're with somebody that's, you know, a female. And, yeah. you know, that that's just your friend. But yet it's the fear of what other people will be saying Yeah, when they see you with this person. And then so it's like you have to combat that societal norm that we have yep. to just, you know, spread this information. And so I got to bring I got to think about it first. Like, OK, I should probably bring somebody else with me. Hey, Carl, what are you doing? Come meet me over here at lunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna have lunch together with you and this other friend. And it it's always like that. You always have to make sure that nobody's going to talk about you anywhere because we live on a reservation where everybody's family. We're all related in some way in or some another way, yeah. shape. Or form. Yeah, some way, shape, or form. And you know, if one family member gets a hold of that, then man, that's it. That's goodbye. Your your whole relationship is, is done. you are fucked. Yeah. Pretty much. So and, you know, it is reality, but, it, you know, it, it's not a Hallmark Channel. We, we <laughs> it's don't, not a Hallmark Channel
1: movie. It's not a Hallmark Channel movie, you know. It, no. I, I, I don't know what, what movie channel uh, the Hopi movie would end up on. <laughs> Probably on a like Scare TV or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. What, whatever shows those redneck movies.
0: <laughs> What was that? F-E-T-V? I think that's what it was called. So, <laughs> And then, you know, it, it, speaking on
1: that topic, you know, because somebody did make that comment, they they made the comment that once you do get into a relationship and people hear about it, that you get a history of how that, that person is related to you. Yeah. The fact that, you know, we all do have some sort of relationship to each other one way, shape or form. And then so, you know, once you get a girlfriend... And then that's kind of always the scary thing, you know, that we talked about in the last episode of how our clanship system can be like landmines. Yeah. That if you don't do your, uh, if you don't do enough uh, thorough research that you end up dating uh, a sister in some way. Or a brother. Yeah. Or a brother or, you know, a niece or, you know. Or Or your your, uh (laughs) Taha.
0: And trust me, it's it's happened before, so. (laughs) And then you're throwing up in the bathroom once you find out. (laughs) So you know, kids out there that do listen to this, make sure that you ask around. Make sure that you make sure you, make do, sure some you do some a lot of research first before you start uh,
1: make make your uh, make submission your mission to uh, <laughs> what is it dot com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, you know, we, we talk about that
1: jokingly, but it's a real thing out here. You know, it's a real thing out there here. If you do make that mistake, if you end up with somebody that has um, one, a direct relationship with you that it's talked about and people talk about it. And, you know, it's something that a lot of folks don't like to let go. And you'll hear those uh, comments made about particular relationships that if the two people that are within that relationship share some sort of uh, direct relationship and you know, you hear the, the people talking, you know, oh, they're together, you know, but they're uh, brother and sister in some way or their uh, uncle and niece in some way. Yeah, that's
0: true. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break for our first sponsor here. Are you a runner? Do you like to stay fit? Do you want to support
1: local businesses? Well, Here's a word from our first sponsor, Strong Ones. Strong Ones is dedicated to exposing cultural traditions of running that exist within many cultures and tribes worldwide through running apparel. Strong Ones is an individually owned business supporting cultural running traditions and supporting local organizations within the Hopi reservation. They can be found at strongones.myshopify.com. Again, that's strongones.myshopify.com. They are also on Facebook at Strong Ones 15.
0: All right. So, you know, the the whole idea of, of dating here on the reservation is, I don't know if I can say taboo or how would how would you define the dating here on the reservation here? It's an obstacle course. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is an obstacle course. I mean, there there is going to be so many you know things that are going to be involved with that. It's not just a straight arrow like the like the Hallmark channel that Soul watches. You know, it's it hardly ends in in, in a in a happy ending. <laughs> it hardly ends in a kiss on you know underneath the the Christmas tree. So. And then uh, let me let me give you two more uh, responses
1: real quick and then we'll bring in our special guest. Perfect. Another response that we got on social media was uh, the difficulties, the men, period. (laughs) <laughs> so, so apparently we're the problem. I guess so. <laughs> we're so. the problem. And, you know, and I, I, as much as I'd like to defend, you know, my, my brothers and, and uncles out here, yeah. but, you know, we are kind of kind of the problem. And it's like, what's the biggest problem with Hopi men? It's that, you know, even
0: though we're in a relationship, we like other women. Yeah, we, Yeah, it is true. It is true that Hopi men won't settle for just one woman.
1: And my, my joke is always, you're not a real Hopi man until you at least have uh, two baby mamas. so uh, <laughs> In a different village? <laughs> From different villages. So Carl and I, I guess we're still Hopi boys. <laughs> Even though I'm married with kids, <laughs> all my kids are you, with one You got to
0: change those numbers. Those are rookie numbers there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk to my dad about that. He has children in five different counties. <laughs> uh, you need a ketchup, man. You game. need a <laughs> And then and then the, the other
1: one that I wanted to bring up that kind of made me laugh was uh there's only one motel and it's expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they should have like a love rate or like a cheating rate at the what the Munkapi legacy over there. Are you are you here a, for a, the a, cheating a rate? A here? discretionary a rate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're here with your mistress, check the spots and that'll be an extra charge to keep our mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the reason why it's so high well you know the reason why that made me laugh so hard and you know for people that aren't familiar with the reservation with, with the community dynamics out here and we've talked about this a lot on pr- previous episodes is the fact that you know there are so many multi-generational homes out here Yeah. and so you know you're not just living with uh, mom and dad and brothers and sisters you're living with your soos your quaas, or even with your siblings and their families yeah. and their, their kids and so you know if you're in a relationship and you want some private time. To do uh, to do nasty things, <laughs> and then you know you're really trying to. You, that's where you go to. You're going to the hotel, to the, hotel. To the local hotel, yeah. so that you can have that one night together with no interruptions. And he, so
0: that's why that that comment made me laugh. It's either Quality Inn at Tuba City or uh, Culture Center, the eighty five dollar uh, room <laughs> night. So the eighty five dollar rate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, you know we thank our listeners for uh, giving us uh, those talking points to talk to. But I think now would be a good time to bring in our. A special guest Yeah, let's go ahead and bring in our special guest here. So okay. Welcome our special guest, Terry.
2: Hi everybody. Or hi both of you.
1: And so Terry would like to welcome you to the podcast and like to uh welcome you on and to give us the female perspective of our discussion on res relationships, res love. And so you know being uh somebody that you've lived your uh quite quite a bit of time with your life on the reservation, correct?
2: Yeah. Um well half on and half off. So I grew up in Polakka and, um, but I went to Flagstaff high school and then finished out here at Hopi high.
1: Oh, nice. So when you were in Flagstaff, were you at the dorms?
2: Yeah, I stayed in the dorms.
1: Nice. And so that you've had some experience kind of dealing with some of these things with uh, the relationships, navigating these treacherous waters of trying to find somebody that's a suitable mate. So what would you say that, um, well, I guess from your perspective, from the female side, what, what makes dating on the reservation so unique?
2: Unique? Uh, just like you guys said, everybody's all up in your business. So um, when you start dating somebody, it's not like it's exclusive. It's among the whole community <laughs> who starts, like, um, I guess, asking lots of questions or wondering if you're with so-and-so and uh, stuff like that.
1: So you get a lot of those comments like, oh, I saw you at this place with so-and-so. What's what's going on with that?
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot of um, <laughs> intrusive questions. Um, there's no um, etiquette out here <laughs> when it comes to asking people questions. They're just, you know, you get your soul, or tahas, or anybody just saying things to you. Or, you know, I saw you at the store, and or I saw you at cultural center with this person, and so you get a lot like I said there's no etiquette out here so there's no no um, no breaks when somebody starts asking you about your dating life (laughs)
1: there's there's no uh uh, how are you doing how's life been going oh by the way it's just straight to so who are you dating we heard that you we saw you at this place with this one person
2: exactly yeah
1: and so the last episode, um, Carl and I, we kind of talked a lot about what some of the expectations are or even, you know, kind of some of the things that you look for when you're looking for a partner, um, especially like, you know, like with uh, how, how heavily involved we still are with our culture and religion. So, you know, kind of uh, I, and, and you told us before that you came in that you did listen to our last episode. So uh, what, what are some things that you can add in regards to your experience um, being young Looking for a partner to be with, or even you know how our culture plays into what what goes through your mind when you're thinking about those types of decisions.
2: Um, we definitely do have that factory setting that you guys are talking about as Hopi. So um, if you're born and raised out here, you are you know preset with those intentions of being with the Hopi man or woman, and um, it's it's just set in into you're you're ingrained in you when you're when you're growing up as a as a kid so um but if you start to I mean if you're I guess urban Indian then that's when you know you get different views and it's like it's like being off um like the term off reservation you know you you get a whole new perspective once you start living in the valley or living off the reservation and you start oh my gosh there's so much freedom and i can date whoever i want or i can be with whoever i want but then when you're on the reservation your perspective is is set to what your your mother i mean your parents or your grandparents have told you but when you're off reservation you feel like you have a lot more freedom but um me for me (laughs) our family raised us to you know want you know want us to be with a hopi man or a woman because It's just gonna keep our culture more strong or, you know, we're gonna be able to continue on all of our ceremonies and traditions or language. Um, And then that's what I want for my boys. I have two boys.
1: Beautiful. And so you said something that kind of uh, really popped out in my head. And because, you know, Carl and I, we've talked about how we did both leave the reservation to pursue an education. So we do have that urban experience within us. But you are right, though, when you do live in the cities that you do feel less restraint in the relation side of your life, because then you feel less fearful about going to places with certain people that, you know, nobody cares that you're there with another female that's a friend. because knows who you are and so you get less concerned about who's gonna see you who's gonna be talking about you uh one of the funny things is that you know because we we're all young and dumb at one point in time and, well i don't know about carl though i think he's always been under so bosom for a majority <laughs> of his life but you know like when you think about your wild and party days one of my number one rule was that i
0: refuse to party in flagstaff like like i said before um so, uh, so kinda listens to the podcast, so uh you know, I don't wanna disclose too much of my partiness uh Soul or Actually, what you said before was that Soul doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she listens, <laughs> and to and I podcast. called you out for it. <laughs> she she listens to the podcast. So, and so
1: Terry, is that something that that you would um, at least kind of uh, think about? You know, like some of those wild wild years, or even just in you know, those younger years, that um, when you're out doing things, that uh, you kind of tried to stay away from places where you're where you would know that there would be a lot of Hopis.
2: Um. Not really. Uh, I was, like uh, the, like you said, I said earlier, I was um, at the dorm so and Flagstaff, so I have a lot of friends who are from different reservations, um, Supai, Hualapai, um down south, Navajos, and a lot of Hopi friends. So it um, didn't really bother me too much to, like, stay away from other natives. It's, you know, going to um, New Mexico and going to the... Um, That big huge powwow.
1: Oh, to uh, gatherings? Yeah, gathering
2: a nation. So, and then going to the typical after, you know, after powwow day, then going to the um, club afterwards, was it? um
1: uh, Gra- Grams,
2: Grams, Grams in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, I'm trying to find a love of your life on the dance floor. <laughs> 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 Don't do that.
1: As soon as uh, one of those George Strait songs come on, then you're trying to see where, where the glow goes to,
2: <laughs> and then trying to find your, trying to find that um, that really handsome guy with the long hair and braids and everything. <laughs>
1: Uh, that that that's really good, and so I, I guess you know, I, thinking about um, talking about some of the cultural stuff that we mentioned. I guess on on the on the female side, is there anything? Because Carl and I, we did talk about in the last episode that when we thought about girls that we wanted to be with, we talked about some of the skill skills that we wanted them to have, like learning how to cook, knowing how to cook some of our traditional foods. Is that true for a lot of uh, Hopi girls that they kind of look to see? What kind of some of these cultural attributes that some of the guys have uh, within their communities?
2: Um, for me, yeah, I, I love a man's man. Um, I'm born out here and... Um, we have um, ranching is in our family and then uh, farming too. So, and then hunting. So if you can't do any of those three, then don't bother coming <laughs> around our family.
1: Don't slide into my DMs. Exactly. So if, the, so, if you're, so if the guy has soft hands, so don't even come knocking on the door, huh?
2: Yeah, they need to have that hands too. <laughs> if your hands are softer than mine, then they're probably not going to work out. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice. And so, uh, wait, wait. wait. What if he is a really good Xbox player? You know, (laughs) what if he knows how to, you know, get to level 110 by himself? Or what if he almost has 500 followers on Twitter?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to know.
2: There's something out there for everybody. (laughs) 40-year-old virgins, too.
1: (laughs) And then, uh, you know, kind of... uh, one of the things that we did talk a little bit about last... Um last episode and you know kind of talking about going outside of your culture dating outside of your culture we kind of talked about some of the um i guess some of the difficulties or at least some of the barriers you know kind of trying to figure out um how how your lives are going to go when you have such a completely different perspective of the world especially if religions involved because then you know you kind of believe in things one way in comparison to your partner and then it kind of gets even a little bit stickier once children Come into the picture, and so um, Terry, do you do you have any experience with that with your your boys?
2: Um, yeah, trying to instill in them that factory setting of trying to date a Hopi um, girl and or Tewa at least. Uh, at the very least, <laughs> um, they they need to be taken care of. And um, after I'm gone, I need a, a good woman to take care of my boys. I've raised them um, to become um, independent, strong, and helpful. And because out here in Hopi, you they say you raise your boys for another family. So, um, and also another saying is you don't date unless you have a field, unless you can take care of a field and grow your corn children then um then you can have a girlfriend and then you can have a family after that so if if they don't do all of those things then they have no business dating anybody so um now they're 16 and 18 and uh, my 18 year old <laughs> Kind of backfired a little bit. Uh (laughs) My sister's like, "Why do you? Why do you shelter them so much?" So now, like, he's never really actually dated anybody, and now he's eighteen and living in the valley. And he's like, "Hey, mom, I made a Tinder." I was like, "Oh, gross! (laughs) Why?" He's like, "I'm meeting some cool girls on there." Oh my gosh! I hope I didn't mess him up too much. So um, he's he's going out there in the dating world, and but still the same thing. You know, you, you, if you're gonna have a relationship like um, long term, it, it needs to be oh copie because she needs to take care of you in the long run.
1: And that's something that we didn't really talk a whole lot about on the last episode is that the fact that, you know, because it's one thing when it's yourself that's looking for a partner that's going to, I guess, uh, give, give you those aspects of your life that you need in the future in terms of, you know, being taken care of. Having a woman uh, cook for you, yeah. And then having uh, on the opposite side, having a man to provide for you, some of the things that's needed. But I guess when you become a parent, and then Carl, I think that you do have some godchildren that you do advise, and you know, in terms yeah. of like educating them, yeah, and, and, we, and trying to set them on the
0: right path. And, and we all have that. We all have godchildren that we kind of take care of, and we have our nieces and our nephews that we we do, uh, you know, parent them in that way. You know, because most of the time that Hopi children don't really have real fathers, you know, if if you're dating in the real Hopi world, you know, that that's basically how it goes. So, (laughs) but we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here uh, for our next sponsor here.
1: This paid sponsorship was paid for by Justin Villarreal.
0: Hey, Tom here with Hopi Relief. Hopi Relief is a nonprofit organization based down here in the Valley where we are providing much needed supplies to the Hopi reservation during this COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. Please visit HopiRelief.org and find out how you can get involved. Hopi Relief is also an Arizona recognized charitable tax organization. And please visit us December 1st on Giving Tuesday. Thank you. All right,
1: and we're back. And so, you know, Carl's comment about you know a lot of folks not having their dads—all the real fathers—they're they're out there in Flagstaff somewhere trying to figure
0: out how to get that next uh, bottle or, of whiskey. They're on, they're on Tinder. They're swiping, <laughs> they're swiping left all the time.
1: So. They're, they're trying to live, fulfill that real pathway of being a real Hopi man <laughs> and having multiple families. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Maitaha, he has uh, multiple families in five different counties. So. He's been in uh in, been that he's been uh he's I think he's the inventor of Tinder.
1: <laughs> but you know it is it is a, it is a tough thing because then you know once you do get to that point where you do have children because this is something that I do kind of um wrestle with myself having four children two of which are also teenagers both of them are in college and then you know you kind of um because you do you do have um desires for them like you want them to continue to live this Hopi life in a way and then you want them to have a partner that's going to help them to be able to do that and I think that you know that kind of that concept of um fulfilling a Hopi life with somebody else is, is might be foreign to people off the reservation because i think that off the reservation it's like people are so inclusive to who you can be with because you know that's kind of the the message now is that we should you know be uh hand in hand with everybody you know which is something that i do support but then when it does come to that when you think about wanting to strengthen the culture wanting to keep the culture going that you know we a lot of us we do understand that sometimes it's best When you're with somebody that's with within the culture and then so wanting that type of experience for your own children you know i tell my girls things i tell my girls things um in terms of what i expect of uh, the type of person that I want them to be with. And so, you know, some of the things that I kind of do to try to show them is that through example. You know, I try to show, you know, this is the good things that I provide for the res Famous Wife. And so I want someone similar to this that's going to do the same thing for you. So I always kind of tell them that, you know, and, um, take you to these real expensive restaurants. That way, when some guy comes in and tries to impress you with
0: Applebee's and Olive Garden, you're like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. And it is it is kind of, uh, you know, how we as parents don't have that factory setting anymore. And but but yet we still kind of go back to that factory setting of like, OK, you, you should date a Hopi. You should do this for your culture. Make sure that you're Hopi first. But it doesn't always work out like that. It, it never it, it's 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 up to the individual and how they want to live their lives now. I mean, we, we can give them so many so much encouragement, but it's basically going to be up to them. Exactly.
1: And, and so, you know, it, it is, it, I guess it really is kind of an interesting world that we live in today because then, you know, the fact that we have the ability to leave the reservation and to be able to um, experience things outside of Hopi life and we see some of those good things that um, entail on the Pahana side of life. And so, uh, Terry, with your experience, because you you did go off to college, right? And you, you had that experience? Yep, ASU,
2: class of 2014.
1: <laughs> Number one school in the world. And, really? so, and so when you were there at ASU, uh, I, I guess what are some of the things that maybe you saw in regards to outside of Hopi culture that you thought might have been benefit for you to, to want to have? And then some things that you might want to have for your children as well?
2: Um, I think you guys mentioned it in the last episode of the materialistic things. You you know like out here, you want that farmer, you know, hard worker, that provider. But then when you like, I guess off reservation, you start thinking about the more materialistic things. Is he gonna provide me with a house and home and you know a, a vehicle or whatever? Um, but uh, <laughs> um, it's really different um, dating. Outside, you know, of being, hope, uh dating a non Hopi, so um, you know, I've gone a couple of dates with Apohanas and our and Mexican.
1: Tell us, tell us.
2: <laughs> it's just odd. They're they're they they have different values, and you can see that <laughs> right off from the bat. Like your values are totally different. They may or may not believe in Creator or God or anything like that, or or you know, they might find our tradition silly or or how how much we're connected to the land or they might like like um <laughs> what do you call it um uh mystify you because you're a native <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm dating a native and she's so sacred and <laughs> ha-
1: have you ever been asked Are are you an indian princess
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> like we don't have our cultures don't have um, hierarchies or is that what it's called? Yeah. Or a monarchy or stuff like that. So it's it's kinda hard for them to fathom things when you're trying to relate to them. But um uh I guess it's it's just you you have to really hold on to your values when you're if, outside if the reservation. If,
0: if if that comes up now, you know if that comes up again, just say shut up, I'm Pocahontas bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: With my, with my blonde streaks.
0: Job. <laughs> I talk to raccoons. Okay.
2: I, I can talk to res dogs. <laughs> I can talk to res dogs.
0: So I, what I, what I want to know, um, is that do do uh, you you probably did have your fair share of like dates back in the day, um, pretty much. And I want to know if you 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 have that breakup. You know, a breakup cycle where you cut your brain bangs or maybe dye your hair or something like that. Uh, uh, tell us, what, what what's in a Hopi girl's way of, like, um, breakups? Singing to Usher nonstop for <laughs> weeks.
2: Yeah, you got your, um, your um, NBK playlist. <laughs> 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 Call up all your cousins. <laughs> We're going out, girls. <laughs> Yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like, um, well, I was married before, so I married my um, high school sweetheart and we had two kids together. So um, but we got divorced eventually because um, of alcohol. So um, just having to uh, put my foot down about that, too, and then leaving and starting over. So kind of worked my way from the bottom um, of not having anything and putting myself through um, college and um, through ASU and eventually graduating and then finally moving out here. So um, trying to really focus on that and um, not having too many distractions. So um, dating wasn't really uh, like I didn't need to do it because I was so busy, focused on my schooling and everything like that. So I have priorities. So a man wasn't one of them. So uh,
1: That's kind of, you know, so you brought up something too. I think that is it's really, I, I guess, uh, and like, like Carl said, you know, the Hopi movie isn't a Hallmark movie, but rather the fact that, you know, it's the complete opposite. And so, you know, you kind of think of these ideal relationships that you see all the time on Disney, on the Disney Plus app. And it's like, you know, the 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 thing about Hopi and, you know, this is probably true for a lot of reservations is that the, the unusual is usual or the you know whatever's unnormal is really very normal out here and so like that like carl said that a lot of folks do grow up without fathers out here and being raised by somebody else or the fact that you know you do have a lot of single mothers out here raising their children and you know because we've talked so heavily about how much culture and our religion and our ceremonies play into um, our day-to-day lives and how busy it makes you and the fact that you know if you're a single mother out there trying to do all of this ceremony work by yourself um, can you speak to that Terry and share uh, what some of that has has been like for you
2: yeah, it's like not at all a Hallmark movie. It's more like Urban Cowboy. <laughs> so in the end, I didn't go back to Buddy or Buddy, <laughs> Bud or whatever his name is. So um, it's it's how uh, like a Smoke Signals movie, you know? Uh, so um, we're definitely different and we're built different. And um, how, you know, due to our bad relationships or good relationships, it kind of builds you. And so having to raise my boys out, on my own and I was never alone here out and Hopi you're part of a family a huge extended family so um I didn't ever have to raise my boys alone they had their godparents their godfathers and then um their tahas and memes and my brothers so and cousins to help them and then eventually I did find love out here <laughs> of all places so um uh, moved home in 2014 and um, sorry. 2016. Yeah, I've been home four years, so um, met um, my current boyfriend that I have right now, and
0: that 2016 is actually when um, when I went to the first strip club, wasn't it? I don't know. I wasn't there with you.
2: <laughs> I thought I saw a dirty car outside of Christie's.
1: Because if I was, then that story would have been different. Yeah, probably <laughs> I
2: saw that of dust outside of it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so. Raising um, your kids out here is um, pretty, you know, it's great. Um, you get to um, do all the things that you couldn't do in the city. And, um, you know, they very much love being out here and being part of our Hopi culture and world. And it's very much a part of them now, too.
1: Nice. Nice. That's that's a really that's a really good story, um, and you know I, I think that you know it really is kind of um, and I, I think that's a purpose why we're here is to share this story that's so different yeah. in comparison to a lot of other conversations. By native folks that have these conversations, because I did mention in our last podcast about this idea of uh, blood quantum, and you know, kind of how what how that plays into a lot of native folks' decisions when they're t- thinking about relationships. But out here in Hopi, we don't really talk about blood quantum no. a whole lot, and I think the the reason is because that uh, we're fairly Hopi still out here, yeah. And so you know, it really I think the conversation really is more centered around the idea of um, our traditional form of, um, I I guess, uh, admission into into the tribe. And that being that, you know, we're a matrilineal society. And so that does spark a lot of different conversations. And so, Terry, is there anything else that you can think of that makes uh, dating out here on the reservation so unique or even just being a Hopi dating from uh, some of the experiences that you had on the female side?
2: Um, Like Carl mentioned earlier, it's like being in the same um, fishbowl eating each other's fish poop (laughs) (laughs) so you you, and it's hard because you try to get hooked up by your cousins and stuff like that they try to be the matchmakers and then they're like how about this guy or how about her and this and that and then you're like No, like, like, does it like even matter, like the qualities that they might bring or, or like what, you know, the type of person they are, they're just they don't even care. They're just like, what about this one? Like shoving like little, you know, dating profiles in your face. And, you know, they don't even care about what you might think or value or if you even have anything in common. They're just trying to matchmake you with somebody.
0: Man, Hopi should develop like a, a Hopi Tinder app for, for out here. Man, that thing would blow up. We would make money off of that. That thing would probably the servers will probably go down like every day because of because of that. So Well the servers go down every day already anyway out here, so
2: <laughs> Yeah, so like there's um I know a lot of people on Tinder and that are in Tinder now and then, um, Grindr too, if Grind of the, of the other, uh, LGBTQ plus, um, ABCD. Er, yeah. <laughs> so there's, um, I've seen a lot of people who are on those profiles now and, um, try to find dating that way. And it's pretty, it's, there are lots of people on there and, you know, my brothers or, uh, sisters or, um, cousins will show me who's on who's on what app, and <laughs> so it's uh, pretty eye-opening.
0: <laughs> Have you ever gone to any of those dating apps, Carl? Um, no, actually, I I tried one that uh, what was that? Um, uh, con, con, cowboys. The, the ones for Jewish people. Uh, <laughs> the Jewish. No, the, no, Remember the cowboy? The the cowboys. Uh, there's a cowboy. Far- farmers, farmers Farmers only. Farmers dot only. Com. Farmers only <laughs> dot com. So I tried that, and uh, I got thrown off. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no so, tractor.
0: <laughs> so, Terry, um, do you have, like, advice to young girls who are actually going into this dating world now uh, that actually do, uh, you know, you just want to give advice to for younger females?
2: Um, listen to your instincts. Um, definitely hold true, true to your values and um, what you believe in because that's going to carry you a long way. Um Especially when you feel something's wrong or you don't like that person, you have no obligation to stay with them or be with them or or continue to, you know, even a friendship with them. So this is the um, um, great part of having a choice. And um, if you don't want to continue a relationship with somebody because they're not treating you the way you want to be treated, you have every right to say no or to cut it off and just be friends with them from, from now on you have. And um, that goes true to a lot of what um, your family might have to say too. Cause out here, you know, you, you hear it from both sides. You might be in a long-term relationship with somebody and they might be encouraging you to stay. And when that's not really the good choice for you. So you do have to stand up for yourself a lot and um, just tell, you know, everybody, you know, you, it's ultimately your choice. So, um, but you don't have to <laughs> meet, uh, and stay and be with the first person in your life. <laughs> so go out, um, explore, uh, meet new people. Um, and if you are, have that factory setting of being with the Hopi, that's okay too. Um, so it's, and if you don't find anybody right away, that's okay too. So have fun with it. You you can go anywhere you want. You can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. So um, you don't necessarily have to have a boyfriend or girlfriend to define who you are.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you for that. That was actually a great question, Carl. I got to commend you for that. You you don't come out with uh, good points like that. Those are the kind
0: of points that I always come out with.
1: So (laughs) Do you you have any advice for the young boys out there dating? Uh, Listen to Terry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my, my only advice would be Is just to you know wrap it up Wrap it up. Be safe because if you have no business, or actually, if you can't afford to buy diapers, (laughs) the money that you have in your pocket right now, you have no business. Then you know going in uh, raw dogs. So so
0: the thing that I tell my boy is that you know um, if you are going to date date somebody, uh, make sure that you 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 stay a child as much as you can, or stay single as much as you can, because once you get a girlfriend, all your money disappears somehow so you you don't have money for nice gifts or and and that kind of advice goes for young girls as well too. stay single as much as you can uh, so and be greedy as much as you can you know make sure that you have a fallback on on money because that's all we that's all the the hopey world is now is it's it's all about money so
2: the because you end up getting your soul a nice little
0: <laughs> a nice little centerpiece centerpiece for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> or, or you help that's your how,
2: uh, frivolous spending <laughs> you can do
1: or you help your best friend uh, shell out to uh, set up a podcast?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, well, th- I think it's it's about that time to uh, head the road. So, uh, thank you again for listening to uh, Terry uh, and her and her you know her advice and and her stories.
1: Yeah, thank you, Terry, for joining us. And you know, we hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Just like to remind you all that if you're not following us on any of our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook at Carl and J Man. You can find us on Instagram at Carl and J Man underscore podcast and you can find us on twitter at carl and j man and if you're listening to us on youtube please smash the like button, subscribe. I swear that Carl is going to get this video project going. We just kind of ran into a few barriers with the the lockdowns and COVID, all
0: of that related to it. So it will happen someday. And if you want to become a sponsor for the CJ podcast, go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast eighty five. And become a monthly donor. Uh, It really helps us uh, out. And if you don't want to do that, we also set up a page uh, called buymeacoffee.com. So if you want to do just buy me a coffee or buy us a coffee, go to buymeacoffee.com slash CJ podcast and buy us a cup of coffee. You really like asking for money, don't you? I (laughs) do, because that's basically how this show is (laughs) run. I just let you pay for everything, so that's kind of how I get <laughs> And by. that's the reason why I need to get money to start <laughs> paying for stuff, so...
1: But, you know, for for those of you, you know, that can't financially um, contribute to the podcast, you know, wherever you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, please give us a five star review that will help us get to uh, be more mentioned amongst people that are looking for podcasts. And so you can uh, help us out that way.
0: All right. Well, my name is Carl and this is my best friend, J-Man. Thank you for listening to us. So long. Quack, quack.